0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from shrinking ships to shameful shopkeepers. And today we're talking about shifters. Prepare
1: yourselves.
0: All right, man. So uh, we're back in Eberron Okay. Can I try to guess what a shifter is just by the context of its name before oh, we get into it? Yeah, go for it. Do you think it. that would be good audio? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're gonna find out. Okay. Do they uh, kind of like go from house to house, like just expecting to get fed and stuff? No. Okay. Do they like do they like go from one plane of existence to another one? Nope. Do they change their like shape, like a changeling? Um, kind of, but not really. They shift. They change bodies. No they shift body. They do not shift body. Do you really not know what a shifter
1: is? No, you uh-huh, did. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay.
0: Like just in the context of like like people that get on trains and like go <laughs> right. and see America. Sure. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
1: So shifters, also sometimes called the where touched, are animal-like humanoids that can trace their origin to distant human and like. Lycanthropic ancestors.
0: Oh, wow. You know, Um, maybe we have touched on that because I I feel
1: like it's something that's come up, but I feel like shifters are kind of a forgotten race because there's so many really cool races, and I think shifters are awesome. But I, I do feel like they get forgotten oh, about wow. a bit. Oh, wow. Okay. So much like changelings, though, shifters have become uh, their own unique species that breeds true. It has their own culture and traditions very separate from either humans or lycanthropes. Nice. Um, as their names would imply, um, and similar to their lycanthrope ancestors, shifters are famous for their ability to change temporarily, uh, enhancing their animalistic traits, Um to be more accentuated and exaggerated and this is what they call shifting. Okay, sweet. So originally shifters were an exclusive race to the Eberron setting introduced to D&D in the Eberron campaign guide of 3.5. 4E then integrated shifters into the wider lore and introduced them in the player's handbook too. Uh, 5E seems to have slid them back into Eberron specific but I'm not really clear on that but you can find them in the Wayfinders uh, guide to Eberron so there it is. Man, I need to get
0: that. I really like Eberron. Yeah,
1: Eberron's super cool and and uh, I really like Wayfinder's Guide debron It's it's a really nice book.
0: I, th- I think I have the PDF, but I should really like buy it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, shifters are very similar in height, build, and appearance as humans, but their physiques are more naturally lithe, flexible, and fit. Their facial features have a bestial cast to them. Uh, things like larger eyes, flatter noses, uh, more pointed ears, more prominent canine teeth are these are like common traits amongst uh, shifters. So Like animalistic, like uh, like touches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, they, fur-like hair tends to grow on nearly every part of their body, so they can be covered in fuzz. Um, <laughs> these, though, are all generalities, as there are multiple different tribes of shifters that descend from different kinds of lycanthropes. Okay. Um, thus, different animal-like features are going to be carried by more prominent in depending on which one they're from. So there could be, like—there
0: could still be, like—you know how there are werewolves. There could be, like, wolf-style shifters, but they, like, are— Probably not a lot like werewolves. Yeah, again, the, the,
1: the they're very different from lycanthropes. But you're exactly right. They're going to be like wolf like shifters, or maybe and, like bears and tiger like shifters, oh, cool. shifters, and bear like shifters, and boar like shifters, and cetera. For every lycanthrope, for every wear whatever, there's going to be a shifter a shifter for it style. for the most part. Yeah, are there like birds? they're like, um, generally not. It's generally mammals. Be, like Anthro is really tied to, to mammals. Really. I'm a, I'm a whale shifter. Yeah. <laughs> I just
0: swim all day and then I become huge. And I'm so big.
1: <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> okay. So, so each subtype of shifter has their own culture and idiosyncrasies, which we'll get into kind of for the most part. Uh, we're first going to cover the shifters in a very general sense. Sure. Okay. So shifters carry more than just animalistic physical features from their lycanthropic ancestors, mm-hmm. but they also bear some overt psychological traits associated with their animal natures. Um, this varies from subtype to subtype, but all shifters share three major aspects in their psychology. So the first aspect that all shifters share is their struggle with their naturally powerful emotional responses. Shifters have a very raw connection to their instincts that members of other races really do just don't understand um, they call this the the beast within. Okay, dope. the the beast within fuels extreme emotions that strive to dominate their thoughts and actions. Oh, wow. This is a conflict of inner turmoil that all shifters must learn to cope with. And how it's expressed can vary. Um, Some shifters can unleash their bestial aggression in battle and perform like berserker-like feats of strength. Nice. Um, Some suppress their instincts to the point of extreme and remain stoic at all times, like just keeping everything really calm and controlled. Mm. Um, Regardless, uh, their emotionality is a challenge and all shifters... Face this challenge. So they like meditate basically on it. Some do. Some embrace
0: it. Um, some try and vent it in different ways. It sounds like some like struggle really hard with it. Like the social, yeah. they know the social implications of popping off on fools, but they like can't help it.
1: Right. Um, and, and, and you know, you can role play this different ways, but I think if I were to role play a shifter who like suppresses it, um, probably stress. They the would probably they would probably talk in a very measured, calculated way, and when something does make them kind of snap like maybe like really angers them. They just go berserk mode. Yeah. Like the floodgates open and all of a sudden they're in your face. Right. But maybe someone who's like less suppressing it and more like kind of has it in check, but like isn't like actively suppressing it. More like just they're be, just being patient
0: with themselves, I guess.
1: I, I would say like if, if it's just your average shifter, they're going to just be a bit on the emotional side. Like they're going to be angry probably easily and they're going to like feel upset or sad or happy and elated all all very fluidly. Super and protective. Um, like or like, Yeah, I could see them being super productive. I think they would be a lot like Genasi, because the Genasi are very fickle and emotional in the same way. I see. They're very off the cuff, and they're, they're quick to change emotions. I True. think a lot of shifters would be like that as okay. well. So, yeah, that's their first, like, struggle, or their first... The first major aspect of psychology that all shifters uh, share. The second is shifters have a steadfast belief in the virtue of self reliance. This philosophy is deeply ingrained in the shifter people, and is likely due to a combination of their natural like animal survival instincts, like being self reliant that way. Yes. And also the way the history of Eberron has really treated them. Oh. So due to their wildness and their historical connection to lycanthropes, shifters are among the most mistrusted and discriminated against people of
0: Eberron. The people of Eberron are Some real xenophobic assholes.
1: I think that the creator of Eberron uh, really created uh, a fantasy world in which some of the more complex things that we as human beings deal with in the real world can be tackled in a fantasy setting and i think personally i think it's really fucking that is
0: pretty cool yeah Yeah. you can you can do
1: that with a lot of tactics, and you
0: can do that with
1: with any fantasy setting but i think eberron he though i can't remember the guy's name i think it's keith something uh but i think he really put thought into like the social structure of eberron Mm -hmm. and like how people tend to act especially in like you know old school type settings like right you know ancient days like a medieval sense yeah and you know I I just well, think it's really cool. Uh, they're on like realistic. this
0: technological precipice in Eberron, right? They Where, are. So they it's are. more it's more like uh, like pre World War One kind of. Sure, is yeah. what it's. Th- yeah. that's just like the feel I get from I it. I
1: think there's definitely some influence of exactly that there, and I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so so again, uh, them being that on that level of mistrust and discrimination is actually pretty um, telling because the warforged and changelings go through some pretty extreme uh discrimination as well. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I have to reference from right. like right. And the, I
1: would definitely I would I would rank them like this where shifters are more distrusted than warforged but less distrusted than changelings. Okay. Um if is that Yeah, that, that's like, they're like in the middle. So yeah. Uh the fact alone um this fact alone is enough to push shifters to be the nomadic self-reliant self-reliant tribes on the outskirts of civilization that they are but there's more to it uh the recent in recent history or the recent history has been tainted by um how do i say this okay recent history has tainted what little trust ever existed between shifters and oh, the rest so of Oh, so something society. happened. Yes, exactly. Okay. 62 years before the events of the last war, which that was that really big war between the five nations I talked about mm-hmm. in the Warforged episode. Yeah. Um, The Church of the Silver Flame launched a zealous inquisition to eradicate all lycanthropes on the continent of Corvair. Um, they called this the Silver Purge. It lasted 50 years and it managed to actually successfully eradicate lycanthropy from the continent. Uh, but during the early years of the Inquisition, the church not only failed to discern the difference between lycanthropes and shifters, but more in fact, uh, they used shifters as easy targets to justify the purge and showcase its effectiveness.
0: Oh, no. So there was a bit
1: of a genocide. Um, That's that, like when Edison killed
0: that elephant. <laughs> I mean, sure. In both <laughs> cases, something died. <laughs> <laughs> well he just used like he's just like showboating oh, okay because like, yeah. yeah
1: i guess yeah it definitely it was showcased for sure the church did end up reversing its judgment um fairly early on but the damage had already been done and quite frankly the way the church ends up reversing his judgment kind of has its own connotations as well because basically um the sh- a, a portion of the shifter people um made a deal to help the church find lycanthropes in exchange for like Not including shifters in this eradication. Okay. But this leaves a bad taste in a lot of shifters mouths because even though shifters and lycanthropes are very different beings, um, in a lot of ways it did feel like the shifters selling out their own. Okay, yeah. And so there's like this stigma the shifters carry around even amongst each other about like the sellout shifters who betrayed the lycanthropes. Oh man, weird. But they're just like trying to bring
0: like awareness, right? What do you mean? Oh, no, I guess. Yeah.
1: Let's. It was basically sell out your cousins or we're going to kill all your people. <laughs> right. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a. Like we should have faced it boldly. It's a complicated of,
0: issue. and yeah. It's really
1: sad. And that's what makes it such a cool setting, because like that is something that probably would happen in like a historical
0: event. Yeah. Maybe I should have said post World War One Society because they did. There are after this big war and like. Yeah, like there's all these social implications from the war and that, like, yeah. like I things think that's like that.
1: Very accurate. You're right. So because of all this, shifters uh, live their lives in a constant state of readiness. Um, in combination, a combination of survival skills, crafting skills, and a readiness for life's sudden changes and the need to move on to avoid danger, culminate to form a philosophy shifters call preparing for the journey yet to come. Uh, even shifters with permanent homes always have a pack loaded
0: and are ready for travel. Oh, man, at, I was just going to ask. So they're moment. like, they're not just like, phys- like physically ready to go. They're like spiritual nomads, too. Yeah, very much. Wow. So. Yeah. So the
1: final shared aspect um, of shifter excuse me shifter mentality is shifter's deep desire for personal freedom. Shifters believe that their reward for self-reliance is freedom to live their own life and make their own choices. As such, they're not fond of those that enforce their will upon others. Uh societal laws and religious dogmas ill fit the shifter way of life. Um always a minority race spread across the continent of five nations, shifters have always struggled with maintaining uh like a racial identity or like racial unity, a cohesive view of their own society and culture. And and they're like constantly subjected to change. So it's hard to yeah, like They're they being the self-reliant free people that they are like, they're not even well connected with each other a lot of the time. Okay, so like there's just isn't like this cohesive shifter culture out there. It just doesn't exist. Yeah,
0: it's like pack culture. Yeah, It's
1: it's the same thing with the changelings who have the same issue in this setting where there's not really a cohesive changeling. Um, well they're ter- like divided
0: themselves to help cope with their like right. th- with their emotional yeah. state and situation yeah the, the
1: reasons are different but the effects end up being the same and with the war forge they haven't been around long enough to form their own culture so there's a little bit of similarity between the three but um, as such uh, two different types of shifter communities kind of come to be developed The first and the most common are small enclaves of shifters that exist within larger communities of other races most commonly human. And the second type of shifter community exists apart from the rest of society as a whole. Um, these can either be villages sheltered deep within like uninhabited forests or nomadic tribes always on the move in the wilds. Okay. But uh, mm. with that being said, I think it's time to take a short rest. Let's take a rest and
0: make it short. All right. <laughs> Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Bantwine. Coming January second, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the show. We're not talking about the last thing we're talking about, we're talking about or the things our hearts do. <laughs> Tell me about what our hearts do, Will. Um well mine beats. Yeah. And who does who does it beat?
1: No, I mean it, be, it beats for me it pumps the blood through my body like rhythmically rhythmically yes I what would else say does so. it do yeah. well it also loves I mean I think that's the answer you're looking for
0: and I know who <laughs> it loves and it's a big group of people called our audience thanks it, to everybody new knew that's around that has come to listen to the show if you're listening to this part of the show I know that you're like into it and I'm really <laughs> thankful for that like it's a very skippable I try to make it easy to skip there's music cues the video fades away if you're on that side of things like because I know this is not everybody's thing but if you are listening to it thank you I, I know that you hear me talk about how much we appreciate you and we really do we really do. and especially the people that hear it because you're hearing it and that is important <laughs> so thanks but like we love everybody who's like turning on the show at all so Uh, I want to love more people. Do you want to love more people, Will? I do. I have so much room in my heart for love. It's like a a beholder's cavern in there. It's constantly changing. There's new hallways every day. And I want to fill it with new listeners. Um, So if you guys want to help spread the word about the show, that would be so awesome. You can leave an iTunes review, a YouTube comment, a like and subscribe, um, really anything of that nature. Um, And to help incentivize this, we are running a contest right now. Um, If you follow the Dungeon Cast on Instagram, Find the post that is associated with the Crack and Dice giveaway. You can win a 40 millimeter. It's like this giant metal D20. It's so fucking cool. Crack and Dice makes great products. Um, they... We're gonna give one away to somebody if they leave a comment on that post and tag two people in it. Um, so thanks to everybody who's been entering into the contest and helping out that out. It's really helping visibility of the show to have like our Insta- Instagram account grow. But there's another way to enter. Will, can you tell them about that?
1: Yeah, the other way to enter is just get on Twitter and go ahead and share uh, the Dungeon Cast like a, an episode with the hashtag Dungeon Cast. Um, and also if you share an episode of Super Quest Saga with the hashtag SuperQuest, those two uh, different actions will count as two different entries to the same contest
0: yeah lots of different ways i guess there's three different ways to enter that in that scenario indeed there's two is. on twitter one on instagram so thanks to everybody who's been participating best of luck i hope you want to die you know who i'm talking to <laughs> you know who you are i hope you win it it's everybody i hope everybody could win only one of you can win um so with that i think we're just going to keep this one succinct and get back to the show indeed let's get back to the show
1: All right, Brian, we're back.
0: We've returned.
1: What did we have. Yes. Talking about shifters. Yes. So, because of their lack of social unity and their pride in self reliance, most shifter communities lack any structured form of government. Mm. Um, shifter druids, known as moon speakers, are the closest things these communities have to leaders. That's dope. That's a dope name. It is. Uh, moon speakers provide an invaluable role to shifter society. They teach all old lore and histories. Um, They guide religious and philosophical beliefs and they travel between shifter communities forming bonds between these communities, like well-needed bonds because without these guys, there's basically nothing. Oh, wow. Okay. So these, these moon speakers travel from community to community, uh, spreading news and and just kind of keeping everyone connected.
0: It would be cool if it was more literal and they like spoke to the moon and the moon like slipped them a 20. It's like, here, (laughs) go buy buy your squad some lunch, bro. Sure, man. Thanks for the chat. Absolutely. (laughs) That's
1: fucking hilarious. So those shifter parents are dutiful and loving. Uh, The nuclear family unit is not the cornerstone of shifter day-to-day life. Uh, Most shifters form their strongest familiar bonds with shifter peers of their own age. Uh, These small clan-like peer groups are important in cultivating the values of self-reliance and freedom shifters hold dear. Um, the children's games that they play, uh, games like Hunter and Prey, uh, or they have a capture the flag type game called Hrazak. Uh, Her- Hrazak? <laughs> Hurzak? Hrazak? Hrazak. Is yeah. it like H-R? H-R-A-Z-H-A-K. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, these games actually are um, encouraged because they hone a shifter child's survival abilities from a young age. Okay. You know, stealth and tracking and, you know, uh, ambushing and all this stuff. Sweet. So those shifters are not known as great artists in Emberon. Uh, There are two art forms that uh, shifters have perfected and are a source of great pride for them. The first are totem braids, which are intricate and exotic hair braids worn by shifters for expression. But also they tend to signify uh, important things to the shifter wearing them. So like an oath taken or a feat accomplished or a symbol of luck or something like that. And they're supposed to be really ornate and beautiful um, braids. Nice. Um, The second art form that they've perfected are shifter tattoos. Um, Their tattoos are symbols that represent important experiences or ties to other individuals. And they are very complex creations that fall into two different categories. So there are morphic tattoos that are designed to shift between two different images, whether the shifter is shifted or not. That's fucking cool. It was really cool. That's what we were trying to do for Persephone in Super Quest Saga. I know. I know it is. Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) And then uh, there are static tattoos, which are equally impressive because they are designed to keep their design intact regardless of shifting.
0: Nice. So both
1: very cool. And I think it would take a lot of skill and and plotting to to get those tattoos just right. Is it like you have
0: to fuse it with magic to make it happen? Is that like that Um, sort of thing?
1: No, I think you would just have
0: to be very uh, particular about its pattern and... Like, oh, so it's like. Have you seen those art pieces that are like these metal frames, and depending on your like the angle you look at it, is a different piece. Mm-hmm. It's like one of them looks like a snake, and the other one looks like two children holding hands. And you just like walk around it. Oh wow! Is no, it I like haven't. changing the like plate? Like your body shifts, so the placement of like your skin and stuff like rearranges Changes. the image. Exactly. Oh wow! That's exactly what
1: it's That's like. That's dope. Or um you make it so that the shifting of the skin actually keeps the image intact so that things slide in such a way yeah. that the image stays that's the cool. integrity of it yeah i think
0: it's really cool oh that must suck if you like mess like you make it look really good in one form and it looks like shit in the other one that's how you <laughs> it's know like, a like, good oh, tattoo shit. artist from a bad Sorry, one that's permanent. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. you have to laser this off. Yeah. Um, so as
1: one would expect, religion is not uh, appealing to shifters. Uh, between their distaste of being told what to do and the past crimes of the Church of the Silver Flame, it just isn't their cup of tea. You're not the boss of me, God.
0: <laughs> okay. um,
1: most religious beliefs that shifters do have are dru- druidic in nature. So uh, shifters tend to just commune with nature, kind of bond with their bestial
0: side. And uh, yeah, it's just out there in the wild. That's cool. Yeah. That's uh. Why do they? They kind of like reminding me of centaurs a lot.
1: Well, I mean, they're both like the nomadic. Like, yeah, like,
0: yeah, sure. I don't know. Idealistically, they seem somewhat similar.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're nature people with animalistic traits. Like, yeah, there's going to be similarities for sure. Okay. Um, so originally, shifters were presented as having ten different subtypes which is a shit ton. <laughs> but now it's been in 5e, it's been narrowed down to just four. So the four beast types presented in 5e are beast hide, long tooth, swift stride, and wild hunt. Each has a uh, unique stat bonuses and racial features. And
0: each is also tied to
1: different kinds of
0: lycanthropes. So it's, uh, they're like the animal relation specific per each one or kind of each, each animal specific like all the wolf shifters can do these four things. There's like four different no, kinds. No, of no, wolf. no, no. Okay. okay,
1: so like we'll use like a werewolf, I guess, connected shifter. A wolf-like shifter would probably be a long-tooth shifter. Okay, specifically. I Specifically, or like a tiger
0: um, would be a long tooth.
1: Yeah, a tiger could also be, but a tiger could also be a. Um, oh gosh, what are they called? A swift stride or a wild hunt. Like okay, it, it just it varies a bit. It's not like a hard rule. It's just. Any given beast type will fall into one of these four categories. Got it. Okay. It used to be more of a hard rule, so it used to be in uh in four E there was long tooth and that was specifically wolf like. Sure. And there was razor claw and that was specifically feline like.
0: Uh, that's a lot cleaner.
1: I it mean, is a lot cleaner. Yeah. But it
0: makes sense for like Oh, you're swift strider tigers and you're long tooth tigers, you know, like yeah. you're cheetahs and you're like a hunter. Exactly. Like a, a well, they're both hunters. You well, know They're what both I'm hunters,
1: but yeah. But cheetahs are more canine-like than feline-like. So yeah, I could see a, a cheetah being a long tooth. careful wow. what you say about animals on the show, Will. What do you mean? Just like. Do we really know what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> Cheetahs one of my favorite animals. And, yeah, cheetahs are much more canine-like than they are feeling. Like okay, I, one trust, of the big things about I trust them. you. For instance, their claws can't retract. Uh, they tend to form, like, family units, which is, I mean, it's commoner in, in large cats like lions. But, honestly, between lions and cheetahs, I don't think there's any other large cats that do that. Um, you also, can,
0: you've convinced me.
1: Also, cheetahs uh, are often paired with dogs when in captivity because it helps
0: them acclimate to like other humans. I did, I did know about that. That was very popular on the internet for a long time. Yeah, I like cheetahs.
1: Anyways, let's get into shifter
0: uh, <laughs> stats.
1: So first, uh, so the way shifter stats are kind of uh, divided is like there's just the general like shifter stuff, and then there's the subrace stuff. So okay, let's get into it. So all shifters are going to get a plus one to dexterity. Cool. Uh, age shifters are quick to mature, both physically and emotionally reaching young adulthood at age 10, like aminals, like aminals. Yeah. They rarely live to be more than 70 years old though. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's not so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not I great mean, about, about human comparatively to yeah, roughly human. Um, their walking speed is base 30. Of course they get dark vision. This makes sense <laughs> because again, animalistic. They're going to get that dark vision like a lot of animals actually have in real life. Okay. Um, keen senses. All shifters are proficient in perception. Shifting. As a bonus action, you can assume more bestial appearance. This transformation lasts for one minute until you die or until you revert to your normal appearance as a bonus action. When you shift, you gain temporary hit points equal to your level plus your constitution modifier. You also gain additional benefits depending on your shifter subrace described below, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, Languages. You can speak, read, and write common. So shifters don't have their own language or or written language or any of that. Which makes sense. We're descended from humans. Yeah. Is what it is. So let's get into the four subtypes. The first one is beast hide. Stoic and solid, a beast hide shifter draws strength and stability from the beast within. Beast hide shifters are typically tied to bears or boars, but any creature known for its toughness could apply. Okay. Uh, Beast hides are going to get a plus two to constitution. They're also going to get a feature called tough, which gives them proficiency in athletics. And their shifting feature is whenever they shift, they gain one D six additional temporary hit points. And while shifted, they have a plus one bonus to AC. So a nice tanky build for the beast hide shifter. Okay. Next is Longtooth. Longtooth shifters are fierce and aggressive, but they form deep bonds with their friends. Many Longtooth shifters have canine traits that become more pronounced as they shift, but they might instead draw on tigers, hyenas, or other predators. Um, Long tooth shifters are going to get a plus two to strength, the fierce um, feature, which gives them proficiency in intimidation, and their shifting feature. While shifted, you can use your elongated fangs to make an unarmed strike as a bonus action. Um, If you hit with your fangs, you can deal piercing damage equal to to 1d6 your strength mod instead of bludgeoning damage. Uh, normal for an unarmed strike.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. So
1: you can attack with your face. Nice. And as I bonus, always like that. And as a bonus action, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, not bad. Swift stride is the next one. Swift stride Swift stride shifters are graceful and quick. Typically feline in nature, swift stride shifters are often aloof and difficult to pin down physically or socially. Um, So swift strides are going to get a plus one to dexterity and charisma, which makes that original dexterity bonus that they got at the beginning a plus two now. Um, they they're going to get the graceful feature, which gives them proficiency in acrobatics, swift stride, which gives them a walking speed increase of five feet, so thirty five feet, and their shifting feature. While shifted, your walking speed increases another additional five feet. Okay. Additionally, uh, you can move up to ten feet as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of you. Wow! This movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. That That's is really cool. Just super goddamn mobile. Yeah. So all over the place. Swift stride, indeed. So the final one. Wild hunt. Wild hunt shifters are sharp and insightful. Some are constantly alert, ever wary for possible threats. Others focus on their intuition searching within. Wild hunt shifters are excellent hunters and they also tend to become the spiritual leaders of the shifter community. So wild hunt shifters are going to get a plus two to wisdom. Um, Natural tracker, you have proficiency in survival mark the scent as a bonus action you can mark one creature you can see within 10 feet of you till the end of your next long rest your proficiency bonus is doubled for your for any ability check to make you make to find the marked creature and you always know the location of that creature if it is within 60 feet of you so you 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 like skunk style musket indeed you do (laughs) that's disgusting i'm a skunk shifter this is disgusting (laughs) my mind went to a dark place when you started reading this (laughs) Um, and then their shifting feature, which is really actually kind of weak, uh, while shifted, you have an advantage on wisdom checks. Okay. So I guess the mark, the scent is more their thing. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. The
0: shifting part. I want to I wanna fast forward Eberron 500 years and do like a spinoff of like, uh, these sound like high school clicks. Let's, let's go to Shifter High and just like, oh, you're a lot, you, you belong, like you're new at school and you're trying to like fit in. You're like trying to find your abilities. Yeah. Eberron 2020. Eberron 2020. <laughs> welcome to Shifter High. You're going to be a Swiss Strider? Stupid. Swiss Striders are the cool kids on campus. With that being said, I think it's
1: we're ready to take our long rest. Um, yeah. Before we go, I just want to share uh, with the audience that we have a, a 5e live play called Super Quest Saga where we play Dungeons and Dragons, um, and the setting is a sci-fi setting and like a galactic, it's like a galactic space adventure. Oh my
0: God, Will, that was a secret. Um, oh wait, no it's I mean, not. it gets revealed in episode I'm two, kidding. so I'm is it her. is what it is.
1: But yeah, check it out. The link's in the description, and uh, yeah, we, we would really appreciate it if you guys give it a chance. Will's the Dungeon Master. Oh, I'm yeah. a warlock. Oh, yeah. Our true. friends
0: are a... Uh, half-orc paladin and a verbal and druid. druid. Indeed. They're very strong. They are. I'm really strong. Indeed he is. We're all very strong, which means that none of us are strong, really. Mm, I, I don't know if I wrote that last It depends part. on what you do, really. Well, with that being said, I think we could call it a game. <laughs> okay, bye, and bye. We'll talk to
1: you guys later.